action. You're in the helicopter, it's loud. You got your fins on, your wetsuit, mask, snorkel ready to go, and then you jump. Danger. You can hear the ice hissing and cracking all around you. Adventure. When you cross the equator, you have to ask King Neptune's permission to become a shellback. You're listening to Sea Story. Episode 42, Arctic Skim. My name is David Owai Martins. I'm a sonar technician on a submarine. I'm from Hilo, Hawaii, and this is my sea story. This would have been 2018 ISEX, which is a coordinated operations between our country and another country for submarines to go under the ice, particularly the North Pole, and to do operations under the ice caps. We were one of the only operational boats that had the proper equipment and had a history of going up to the Arctic. So they knew that our boat was capable of making it under ice and surfacing through the ice. I specifically was an ice kill operator. These ice kills start to stack on each other and start twisting and turning, just zigzagging through this basically landmines of ice kills makes it a little more arduous than a normal transit. We have a specialized system that utilizes active in which we can tell where the ice kills are located and through certain algorithms, we can tell how deep they are. And based off of these algorithms, we can decide whether or not we need to turn or we can pass under this ice kill safely. I believe the deepest ice kill was just over 200 feet deep. So trying to avoid obstacles such as that, you're drinking as much coffee as you possibly can just to keep yourself as hyped up because one wrong move could mean the end of the, the mission or deployment or worse, you know, injuring the people around you or yourself. There's only a handful of guys who are qualified to actually operate as an IKA operator. So it's pretty stressful just trying to choose a spot. You're looking for plenias or these thin ice pockets that are at the surface and you're looking for one that would be optimal for you to surface through. I'm on the USS Connecticut, so we had a specific system called Arctic Blow, which we utilized to break through the ice. There's these civilians called ice pilots, a nickname for them is ice pirates, but they are salty old people who have gone under the ice multiple times and they know the Barents Sea like the back of their hand. The order usually comes from the captain who has uh, gone through multiple meetings and talked with the ice pilots, you know, said, all right, this is the area, this is the coordinates that I want to come up. We have our closest polynia that we want to come up in. This is the one. All stations, their hair on the back of their neck stands up because they know that it is something that we have not done for a while. And for a lot of people, it was the first time that they've ever transited on ice, let alone surfaced through the ice. He calls out prepare to surface and it is a whole ordeal. Everyone has their positions, everyone has their roles, everyone has their proper verbiage that they have to call out. We're maneuvering the ship to maintain because a lot of times people don't understand that ice skills actually move. Not very quickly, but they still move. So you have to maneuver the boat to where you're perfectly matching their course and speed while trying to surface at the same time and it's a 
meticulous process. It's very slow, but once you have impact, that's where everyone kind of just stops and freezes. You can hear the ice hissing and cracking all around you. It is a crazy noise. It's, it's indescribable. So we have to first exit through the sail. Usually the cob, first lieutenant, and deck LPO go up first. Fully decked out in pumpkin suits, a very thick suit that you utilize in the wintertime, and it's for cold weather, like extremely cold weather. I mean, wool socks, heavy duty gloves, just anything to keep yourself warm. We get topside, you have to cut away the ice with chainsaws and chisels, like really anything that you have because the ice is as thick as 10 feet. Mustaches are instantly frozen. Your nose is instantly frozen. You have frost building on your eyebrows. I want to say with wind chill is about negative 43. It was, it was crazy. And then you, you know, once, once the work is finally done and you get to actually look around you and you stop and look around and you're like, wow, this is a frozen white barren desert. I thought it'd be, you know, something like a, like a Christmas show where it's, it's going to be super nice. It's going to be crazy looking. No, it is a barren white desert with pockets of blue because the ice is so deep. I had a pumpkin suit on and I wanted to make the best of it. Prior to going to the Arctic, we stopped in San Diego. We grabbed random things, footballs, golf club sets. I decided to grab a skimboard. I looked at my cob and I said, you know, that, that slope looks, looks pretty decent right now. He's like, he's like, do you want to bring out your skimboard? I was like, Yes. Yes, I do. He's like, yeah, go grab it. We ended up surfacing perfectly to where we had a, a nice 45 degree angle slope coming off our submarine. And we got the go ahead to take our skimboards and start sliding off the side. I tried to jump on the skimboard and in a pumpkin suit that you have minimal mobility in there. And I tried to jump on there and immediately hit it. There's this at least a solid 20 minutes of actual practice until we got a good run out. It was a part of the experience, so everyone was trying. And we had a blast with it. We, everyone was taking turns. We were just trying to, trying to live in the moment, really. I think I only lasted maybe an hour until the cold started getting to me. And really, I started coming down after my phone died because I wanted to get as many videos as possible. But in that, in that temperature, your phone battery lasts 10 minutes tops. It was a first for me, especially being from Hawaii. Like I've, I've had minimal encounters with snow, let alone barren ice deserts. So when I came down, I was completely drained of energy, but worse yet, because it was sunny during this time, I had partial snow blindness. For a good five to 10 minutes, everything was white. Everything was completely white. Like everything was blurry. And it, it took some time for, uh, for me to regain my eyesight. We ended up surfacing a few more times with that, brought out the skimboard football. Um, we got together with the, with the other submarine, we took a picture. 
what's a once in a lifetime opportunity? Being a boat that does an ISEX is is pretty pretty awesome. Being a a sailor who goes and above the Arctic Circle is pretty amazing, right? But a lot of other vessels can't make it through the ice. Definitely get to claim that I'm the first person to skimboard up off of the North Pole, off of a submarine. That had to be probably the highlight of my career so far. To hear more stories like mine, subscribe to Sea Story today. Coming next. I want to say immediately I knew she was the one. I don't think there was a time or a moment where I wasn't 100% sure that I was going to end up marrying her. Sea Story is brought to you by America's Navy. Learn more at Navy.com.